You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that thing. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast, Two Friends Since First Grades, Now Dads, Reliving the Disney Movies We Grew Up On With Our Own Kids. I'm J.B. Wagner. And I'm Eddie Ferguson. And on today's episode, we open your eyes, take you wonder by wonder, over sideways and under, on a magic carpet ride, as we review Aladdin. But first, J.B., how are you and the family? Man, I not as good as you are apparently reading this introduction. <laughs> oh wow. That I was had incredible. Fun that that was that was that was that was on another level. No, we have been doing really But you yeah. stepped it up last week, so I felt like I really I mean you really gave it the gusto for the mighty ducks. How I felt oh yeah, like. we did do the quack, quack, <laughs> quack, quack. No, it's been good. I would I would venture to say this is one of our favorite family Christmases of all time right now. Uh, we're, we're in a great mode right now. Uh, everybody's at a good age. Yeah, everybody. Uh, so our son is now four years old and he is last year was when he started really kind of getting his bearings on this whole Christmas thing this year. He's got it down. He knows what's going on. He is loving all of the festivities and the music and the movie and the Christmas movies are watching, but the thing he's really enjoying right now are all the Christmas lights. All <laughs> the Christmas lights. We paid for one of those like driving tour Christmas oh, lights yeah. uh, near my work. And we go out and we we had done this uh, a couple of years before when we went to uh, Texas for Christmas. And man, he was he was enjoying it, but he was two years old and just kind of just taking it all in. Well, this time now that he's older he's loving every second of it we, we have to turn on the radio that's like you turn it to the right frequency so you can get their radio station where, where some of the lights are like syn- synced up with it man he was in heaven i love it just listening to, to it but it, it it had a um ripple effect now because obviously we don't want to pay 25 dollars every other night to go mm-hmm. see the big lights we end have ended up he'll say hey more lights more lights more lights. i'm like well, let's go down in the random neighborhood and see. Let's go to a rich part of town and see if they've got some good light shows. Uh, and we did. We found some amazing gems, some free lights that we didn't have to pay for. They're almost as good in some capacity as the $25 ones. Um, but we just found these little neighbor. We found these all these random neighborhoods, these old neighborhoods. And you just would drive through slowly. And we found one place that had their own little tiny frequency for their light show. And I think all the proceeds, if you donated something through Venmo, you, they would give to a local a food pantry or something like that. Uh, but those are some of the best mm-hmm. displays, like oh, some yeah. dad and his teenage son, just like, we're going to make the craziest thing oh, ever. Yeah. Oh. Those are some of the fun- best. Yeah. So he was enjoying that, but it was funny. Every time we do it, he has a very specific cutoff point where he's just like, I'm ready to go home. Home now, mama. Home, dada. Just <laughs> immediately, like, I've hit my fill. I have moved on <laughs> emotionally from this adventure. It is time to go home. And you're looking at me, and and I know what's coming next. You're going to ask, which parent who do you did, think this came from? Who does he get this from? I have hmm. no idea. Andy. 
I have hmm. no idea where he gets this sudden and drastic sense of I am finished with this game. I can't tell you how many board games or TV shows or conversations or events or whatever. You just stand up and be like, I'm done. Bye. Yep. I, I was just done. I'm over it. I'm ready to move on. Listeners, I did, I did it. I when li- JB is done with something, he's done. Don't I, try and go back. I can't tell you how many other friends are like, oh, but come on, JB. Don't. And I just look over and be like, guys, stop. Like, you're, <laughs> this is this is this is done. I it's literally fun. did it today. I felt bad. I did it to a coworker today. No. He, we were trying to problem solve something on my computer <laughs> and it was so frustrating. And I was just like, I'm done. And so I literally unplugged my computer, shut it <laughs> and was just about to move on. And I was like, it's, it's lunch. Have you had lunch? Go get, just go get lunch. He's like, no, man, I want to stay and figure it out. I'm like, figure no, it's done. I could have left him there with my computer and just let him fix it and try to fix it. And I felt bad. He finally then was like, uh, can I just like come back in later and do, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I literally took my laptop. I'm like, I need this. It's okay. I'm like, I'm just holding it because I didn't want to break his feelings. But I was so done. I was so over working on this laptop. At least you didn't like slam it down like that scene in the social network. It's one of, <laughs> that's one of my favorite moments. Well, if you guys are up in the Indianapolis area, you there's a pretty amazing light display at the Motor Speedway. At the Ooh. Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And they you actually drive your own car around the track and through the infield and stuff and there's light displays everywhere you of course have to pay to go in but it's pretty amazing that is cool that is cool there you go there There is also some amazing things that just dropped and speaking of christmas yes we have been gifted with so much to look forward to on disney plus and in theaters just immense amount of stuff (laughs) That so Disney just dropped. last week's episode, we were like, oh, here's some of the things that have come recently. Here's some things that are like rumor, da, da, da. And then Disney's like, <laughs> you guys, all of you fans think there's the a couple of things coming out on Disney Plus. No. no, they had a four and a half hour investors call. That was like a, you know, like a Zoom, like a well-produced Zoom call. Did it you looked watch like it? An Apple- I did. It I didn't know you could like, watch it. I was just watching their Twitter feed that just kept on going the longest thread possible. It was like um, like an Apple product review, a <laughs> reveal, sorry. You know, and it's like different people from parts of the company coming up. Um, so for this episode, we're just going to cover the things that they announced pertaining to Star Wars and Marvel and then in next week, we will take a quick look at everything else that was released, which was a ton both ways. So, um, yes, Marvel. Should we shall we start with Marvel? Yeah, let's start All with things Marvel. Start with the new Marvel stuff, which is great because they were the ones that actually had some real not teasers, but some real trailers for us. Yeah, so WandaVision, we know, comes out January 15th, kind of had the same old um uh, trailer that they gave, but I think one of the important news that they announced there is that WandaVision is really launching the next phase of the MCU and that it's going to intertwine with the next Doctor Strange and a couple other movies that are coming out. Like it's really going to be a, a 
crucial part of the storytelling going forward. So would you say that Black Widow is part of the last phase? Because we have yet to see Black Widow. My understanding so far is that Black Widow is phaseless. <laughs> like, like it That's just kind of... That's a 2020 way to put that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it just sits out there as a... The story unto itself, like that's okay. the rumors I've heard. No, nobody has seen it, so maybe it does tie in. But my understanding is they really wish they had done Black Widow sooner. They hadn't, so they were trying to rectify that. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so the definitely one of the best trailers that they launched was the Loki trailer. Yes, gave us so much stuff, so many little tidbits. I need to get on. Reddit and start looking through all of the little Easter eggs that they have inside of this because there's a so ton. Kevin Feige, who's the president of Marvel Studios, said something very interesting on the the presentation. Um, he said in this series, Marvel will be exploring a genre we've never explored before, Which and it is. will be it'll be like the the crime thriller. Hmm. Like it's a like a crime, um, oh, like a detective show. Is oh, pretty interesting. Much how how it was described, um, which is a, a little less known fact about Marvel is that Kevin Feige each like character he tries to assign a genre okay. of of movie to, so that way it kind of has its which one was rom com then. <laughs> <laughs> WandaVision now is wrong. No, WandaVision, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, no, Loki just seems amazing. Like oh, I Oh, he's he's his full self. He's living his best life in this yeah. old chain, like under someone else's control, but still getting to uh cause all kinds of mayhem. Even the even the the thumbnail I'm looking at right now is oh yeah. Hundred percent it. No, that was a great it, there were so many things I have no idea what any of these things are. The the name that's on his um the, the, I don't know if it's an agency or something that he's working with. Yeah, I don't know. But at first I thought, oh, are they just giving us the same clip from the last Avengers movie? But it was like, oh no, it's leading us directly into where his uh, world is going to be going. And how brilliant of a move, that just kind of brief moment in Endgame opening up a whole new series and opportunity yes. for Loki like they knew what they were doing there, so that's pretty cool. The other one that was annou- uh, not announced, but given its first look into, was the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yes. um, which looks pretty cool. Uh, again, Kevin Feige described this as a feature-length MCU uh, film just broken up into six parts. Like he said, production quality, everything, same level story scope and all of that. It's just broken apart into this six, uh, which makes me think um, maybe it's more of an event series and not like it's not going to be like the Mandalorian where they're season after season. Yeah, it definitely feels exactly like an, an like another Avengers movie. The sure. The way it's shot, the way it looks, the way it feels just kind of feels on that level of another um, I thought it was just a one-off thing, but you're, it's a series, um, at least for a season. Um, and it yeah. definitely feels like a normal Avengers film in just the scope and everything like that when I remember watching. 
yeah. the trailer. Eddie, can you tell me what is, you can give me a little more insight to this. What is this Groot series? So and how can they get anything out of a character that only says, I am Groot? <laughs> so this is all about merchandising and how much money they can make off of this character. That's all this is about. Like you go to Disney parks or the Disney store or anything like Groot is a powerhouse. Baby Groot is a powerhouse merchandising um, property for them. So it's going to be a series of shorts. I think it's going to be someone in the line of like Forky asks a question. If you've oh. maybe seen that on Disney Plus. My son kind loves of a- Forky asks a question. Yeah. Forky asks a question. And he has to say it like that. <laughs> So it's I think it's just going to be like uh, a little bit of bit comedy, um, but it is a a set of shorts. Gotcha. We jump over to Star Wars, the Star Wars side of things, or is there any other Marvel ones you want to hit? I think the surprise one is I I actually walked away excited about She-Hulk. Interesting. Just hearing some of the things the actress they got is the. uh, yes. Oh, her name is escaping me. Jennifer she, Walters. She is phenomenal. Um, what was that show that she was in? Why am I blanking on this? Uh, it's she where she's a, a twin or something. She's a British um, show. A clone, like there's multiple yeah. clones of her, and each one has like a very distinct, um, um, just different personality and stuff like that. Yes, yeah, she is. I mean. Orphan Black, sorry. The BBC America Black, series, yeah. Orphan Black, yeah. Uh, Tatiana Maslani, I think that's how you pronounce her name. So just hearing that, like Mark Ruffalo is going to be in that one. Um, Ooh, and, yes. And and Tim Roth is coming back as the abomination. I love Tim Roth. Um, that just, I don't know. Like, before I wasn't excited about that. I was like, oh, okay. Um, but hearing about that, that seemed really excited. And we're only scratching the surface. There was 11 things uh, announced for that. So, yeah. A lot for Star Wars. A lot for we, Star Wars. And we really can't go any farther than talking first about Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? We have to start there. This, Yeah, I would say this is the one that I am most excited about. Um, I love Ewan McGregor. But Ewan McGregor isn't even the biggest part of what was so powerful about this, the information we got about this one, because they are bringing back the polarizing Hayden Christensen as Vader. <laughs> we need to talk See, about that. I, I think he gets such uh, a bad rap. Some of it is deserved. The <laughs> sure sure some of it a lot of it's deserved let's be honest but also like it's not like the um the writing in attack of the clones helps sure. him out that bad because sure. you go back and you rewatch it and it's like natalie portman is just as bad as he was in those movies and nobody's second guessing her acting chops are you kidding me i don't think i don't think it's it's really hard yeah. to be as bad as he was in uh, Attack of the Clones. I will Attack s- of the Clones is easily the worst Star Wars movie. If we can get well, if we can know. get Hayden Christensen's performance, even even in the ballpark of the first half of 
Revenge of the Sith, it'll be palatable. Yes, he was he was good. Which, but, but he's I in think, the suit. He's in the suit the whole that time. That is going to be a huge help. Right, <laughs> and <laughs> it's it's ten it's ten years after Revenge of the Sith. This oh, is that is that, is this, that so? Ten years after. Okay. Ten years after, it's a special event series. So it's these episodes, and that's it. Um, and Kathleen Kennedy said that there is going to be a lightsaber battle to rival the one in Re- Revenge of the Sith. Okay, so many things happening right now. First off, Revenge of the Sith is arguably the best lightsaber battle in any Star Wars series, period. Arguably. Agree. Second, where I was kind of... I'm not arguing with you. No one's arguing with me. Okay, we will put away the fake... We're, the straw men, we're going to put them Well, back we're the up. only two people here, so if I'm not <laughs> arguing with you... Um, Revenge of the Sith is, since we're staying on there, is a very underrated movie. That movie yeah. has it is so much better. It it's pulled down by the rest of that trilogy, um, that part of the series, because the because of the first two, and it's because they brought Hayden Christensen back a ton with just his performances. Um, he gets very whiny near the end. Um, kind of near the end, it kind of gets like too much off the rails. But that, so that leads me into this. Why would she make that big of a claim for a show? It's not. It's not even going to start filming for a couple months. How can you say it's going to rival something that has come before that is already living and it hasn't even been shot yet? Why would you put those kind of expectations on yourself? Because if you, you're there's a 90% chance you're not going to deliver that. It's going to be so hard. You've just made the target way harder than it needed to be versus just putting it out into the world and said, like, what if Millennium Delorean was like, you're never going to guess what character is going to be in the show. You're never going to guess. You're ne- and they just did that for two years. By the time yeah. we got baby Yoda, it would have been, it would have felt less versus now we're like, oh, I had no idea this was coming. Yeah, it's the name of the call was Disney Investors Day. That's all they were thinking about. How can we make people give us more money? Whatever. Yes. The next series that was announced, there's actually two um, that are set in the same timeline as The Mandalorian. Ahsoka... Yep. Is getting her own series, which we could see um, that coming. When I was like, "If yeah. you're gonna spend that much money on that actress, yes, and spend that much time getting the character looking right, she's not going to be a one episode and off, or yes. like come back and in at the end." Rosario Dawson will be will be great at that. I think she was um, already great at it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> one episode. Yes. Then, yeah. Um, and I've I've not watched the Clone Wars all the way through. I've just kind of watched a selection. And I see why she is such a fan favorite character. So that'll be cool. The other one is called Rangers of the New Republic, which is supposed to be kind of um, pulling some of the um, the characters out of the Mandalorian um, as, as as yeah, Rangers of the New Do Republic. Do you think that, that they will include um, what's her name? From the series that she's going to be like the leader of I care I forget her name right now but um, that's that's what's female. been ru- that's what's been rumored but there's all we know about this series is that it's called Rangers of the New Republic okay we'll see <laughs> and that it's done by Filoni and Favreau which will be yep. amazing 
And it's going to have crossovers like Mandalorian Rangers and Ahsoka will all be crossing over. We're also getting a follow-up, a kind of a spinoff of if you've ever watched the Clone Wars uh, animated series, there was a group of um, clones who were called the Bad Batch and they kind of have this kind of coming all together and winning the day after they were the the group that wasn't going to make it. Um, So they're going to be taking them off into their own um, series as well. Uh, Yeah, I was excited about that one. The animation from the last uh, season of the Clone Wars got me really excited about how they're going to do the animation of the Bad Batch. I've got I've got about four (laughs) seasons in to Clone Wars, so I still got to finish off and make my way through it. The other series was Andor, which is following Diego Luna's character from Rogue One. That's kind of been known about for a long time, but nobody knew when it was starting. And it was like, oh, yeah, we finally started that one. This is Um, (laughs) pre-Rogue One then, (laughs) evidently. (laughs) Good observation. Good Uh, observation. There's going to be one on based on Lando, which was one that I was really excited about. But nobody knows, like, from what period of his life, what actor is going to play him. Like, is this a a Donald Glover coming back or no? Um, I think there would be, like, a huge outcry from fans if If you didn't didn't see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, There's finally going to be a series from the High Republic period, which um, is 100 years before The Phantom Menace that's only been touched on and like really obscure Star Wars material. So that's really cool. It's called The Acolyte. Um, a new, two new movies were teased, and I thought this was really exciting. Um, loved, I don't know if you saw the teaser of Patty Jenkins kind of announcing that she's directing uh, a, a movie. I just really loved how that teaser, I don't really want to talk about it because I think everybody should go watch it. I just thought it was really well done. How okay, I've not seen it, then I will go see it. Okay, yeah, you've got to see this because it was just like, oh, that's, it's just simple and elegant and I love when they do that. But it's called Rogue Squadron, which um, it's supposed to be kind of like a Star Wars fighter pilot flick. Nice. So I'm thinking maybe like a top gun in space. Who knows? Um, uh, And then Taika Waititi is doing one. And you know that everybody's so excited about him when they don't tell you anything except for just the untitled Taika Waititi project. We're just going to we're just going to give him a couple of million dollars to make a Star Wars movie. And everybody's like, ah, that's awesome. So that's all the Star Wars stuff, that's, which is a oh, that's, ton. That's, that's, ton. That's just all the Star Wars stuff. And, I'm just, sure there was and there's so much more that we will cover next week as we, we look at some of these. But again, most of that's going to Disney Plus. Disney stock prices shot through the roof the next day. Like this did exactly what Disney wanted it yep. to do. Um, like it's one of the highest it's ever been. Like it really rebounded. Wish I would have done some insider trading. Eight. That'd have been great. Right before. Yep. Live and but, learn. But Eddie, I think I think it's time for us to actually get to the show we were supposed to we're supposed to be talking about. Twenty today, minutes. Today, the the movie. Um, we've been waiting since nineteen ninety two to talk about this. Um, I think it's time to talk about Aladdin. Cue the Disney sound effect. Hey Eddie. Gonna try to do my best here to 
to do this IMDb description, but it's got some great, some great imagery here. So IMDb description for 1992's Aladdin. A kind-hearted street urchin and a power-hungry grand vizier vie for a magic lamp that is the power to make their deepest wishes come true. Grand vizier. If I hadn't heard them actually say on the movie, I would have said grand vizier, but... Vizier sounds Vizier. Vizier vie for a magic lamp. That's just it's just so good. Eddie, can I tell you that I knew exact I know exactly where I was when we bought this movie. We Do went tell. to the local CVS hmm. in Brownsburg, Indiana. CVS, not Walgreens. I don't know which one it was. <laughs> okay, because I was at the Walgreens today. That's, that's the only reason why I remember it. it. The, and which the, it's not even there anymore. There was a mm. drugstore of some renown there. It, it's where, I, I don't know if there's a Firehouse Subs or a Spirit Fireworks. Mm. I don't know which one, which one is where. It's one of the two. But it's by the old um, uh, China's Best um, uh uh, <laughs> I love the detail we're the going detail. in to describe this that only the anyways, two of us would anyways, know. I was five years old and I remember specifically us going just to buy this movie because we were so excited to get it, take it home. I was five or six years old, took it home to watch it for the first time and it blew my, blew my face off. I loved mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But I can remember uh, being right there in the CVS or Walgreens or whatever it was called. It's like I can remember it to this day. No, I mean, Aladdin for at least in the Renaissance period is, you know, one of the like musical standpoint, like having a male lead out front, um, you know, kind of has a, a little bit more of an action feel to it compared to like Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. Uh, so I think it was a lot of little boys just kind of gravitated towards it more and more. I don't know. Because well, you think of so many Disney movies being a princess movies and here you've got a prince or a becoming a prince story which is definitely a little bit of a different take so you say princess can we just get something out of the way oh jasmine by far is my least favorite princess shots fired do tell i find her incredibly annoying and I'm just obnoxious. Like one, her voice the whole way through it, everything is just like, uh, uh, just, uh, just speak. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like I just find her so annoying the whole way through. And then I don't, yeah. Like I don't, I don't connect. She's got a very sultry with the, voice. With the character. Yes. Oh, overly sultry. Overly would, sultry. Overly sultry. Um, yeah, and it's just kind of like an odd, I, I, I will, I'm, we're jumping ahead here a little bit. That was probably one of my favorite, the remake, the live action. I felt like they like, they fixed the character of Jasmine. Like she made so much more sense in the live action. I think you might be on a little bit of an island culturally with how many, uh, people did not really care for that. 
the, the Aladdin, change their Aladdin remake just in general the, but most of it's probably aimed at Will Smith but anyways. no 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 I'm being very specific like that's one of my favorite you liked Jasmine you wished they could have traded yes. the Jasmine yes. Jasmine could have traded places I'm using a lot of my hands right now I'm using Eddie level hands right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I would say for me like even as a kid and then rewatching it now it was just like oh yeah I forgot, like, Jasmine is the worst princess ever. <laughs> That's so, that was nowhere on any of my list of things to talk about in here. But we can't, let, let's pivot to, let's pivot. Let's inside, pivot. Let's pivot inside, to inside of that, that conversation. Let's talk about the leads, the lead characters in this. So, yes, because I, I want to make, like, my, like, the opposite statement of what I've just made there. And that I would, I would argue, I would put forward for debate, I will state here now publicly, thus be on heard. On the record, we're going to have some receipts here in a couple I'm on months. the record. I think the genie is the best animated character, period. Like, That's- I can't think of another animated character that, rivals the genie like it it his character and you can't talk about the genie without talking about robin williams right they go hand in hand they're the same but just but the no other character expresses the medium that is animation like the the ability that animation has instantly change who they are to 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 land the joke yes but to be comical to be um to push the narrative forward to also just be deeply heartfelt. Like yep. the genie just so has so much range. Yeah. And you care about him by the end of it. It's not just the jokes and like, oh my goodness, listen to all the voices and stuff he does. It's the 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 ability for that character to cover so many different things in the course of that movie. Like, I just don't think I can't think of another animated character that that shows the flexibility of the medium so much. Well, if you remember when we talked many episodes, namely uh, nine, ten episodes ago when we did uh, DuckTales, there's a very similar storyline that happens in there with the genie. And when that genie gets set free, it is totally unearned. This the I think the big reason, as you as you put it forward, is because we care so much about um, Robin Williams genie so much. So when 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 he gets that freedom, when he doesn't get the freedom, you're heartbroken and then when he gets yeah. it in the end and he changes his mind it's just i just remember being so excited when i was little yeah and like even like the moments in the in the palace when aladdin is pretending to be a prince and trying to win jasmine and just even the way the genie is just like be yourself be yourself and like doing that both comically but then also just like very heartfelt like he has both sides of that that he plays that the character plays that out it's just I don't know. I, I I I would. That's why I just like. I think it's one of the best uses of animation in a character uh, to drive a story from so many different angles. I, I and that's even before we get to the power, the tour de force that is Robin Williams in the performance. Like if you have never gotten on YouTube and just watched B roll of a recording session of him doing the genie you've got to watch this because what they would do is just say like, 
here's the line or that we wrote or the thing that, you know, we want him to do. And they would just let him go. And it would just be like him just like all over the place (laughs) and like literally all over the place. And then they would go back through and they would kind of pull out and then take his performance and put it into the animation. Like it's one of the few times that they animate to the voice actor exactly what, how he delivered it, you know, so much. And, and you you got to say like Robin Williams coming in and doing the genie really changed voice acting and animation from then on forward because previous to that it was kind of you know big name actors didn't go do voice acting you know you look at some of the other previous um Disney animated films a lot of the actors were from Broadway they weren't as well known or maybe they were you know uh, playing kind of more smaller characters. But Robert, from that moment on, like most Disney animated films start having more and more of these big name actors. Oh, yeah. If you um, look at any any cast of any film now, they all are just chock full of pe- household names, people that right. you've heard of, um, big names. Uh, what I find interesting in this film, kind of on the same level, is the most interesting characters in this film are all minor they're not they're not the the quote unquote main heroes of this film. I know you've already just went out and um hated on anybody who likes Jasmine. <laughs> uh but I would say I mean if you think about the best most interesting characters in this it's Iago, Abu, the carpet, Genie, um even and and of course Jafar is a Jafar. great bad guy so i wouldn't say he's a minor character he is the villain he's one of the greatest villains that we've ever seen probably oh, like sure. you have to debate him and ursula right up in there but uh it's interesting that the best parts and and so the best parts of this film are one that all of those cr- amazing minor characters two jafar three that you're in this like fantastic other world i mean the a whole new world in of itself is it, it describes so many of the feelings that we have watching this film as you're in a different place watching this, um, especially for a little kid that was growing up in uh, the in the middle of Indiana. Um, this it has so much of that, and I would not say that the specific main hero's journey <laughs> was necessarily or and it was it was interesting because Aladdin has his own journey he's on and. Jasmine has her own journey that she's on and they both have different things. She's trying to get free of the palace. He's trying to get free of this idea that he's a street rat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think that's what I started paying almost too much attention to as the story was going on. I'm like, why am I into this story? Is it the spectacle and the other people is this main storyline? And I, I felt a little bit let down rewatching this again to go. I don't, I don't think I'm as much into their 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 stuff as as much as this character over here and the Iago and uh, the carpet and all of the other pieces of it that made it so unique and fresh and wonder like wonderful. It wasn't necessarily the main guy. I was like, oh man, I really hope he gets the girl in the end. Well, partially because we know who gets the girl in the end. Uh, I that's I I, I couldn't I agree more thinking that, and it kind of made it kind of took it down a little bit. I thought it was going to be in on the Mount Rushmore and I, I just couldn't, I don't think I can put it up there because of the central part of the story. 
um, for me. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, it is, hmm, it's interesting. I this might be a bold statement, but I I think you've already so, made many bold statements. So you got you got to pull them back. You got to you got to rein it in a little bit. But what's I think it, like the piece as a whole, like the the sum of all of its parts together as a whole. I think I enjoy like the Broadway musical more than the animated feature. Um, haven't seen it. And I think I enjoy the um, the remake uh, more than the animated feature. No, except, I don't know if I'm ready to go there. <laughs> except for, of course, Will Smith and Robin Williams. Like, I just that that that's probably what puts the remake below the animated for me. Is just kind of like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I I wish they would they would have gone more with how the Broadway play did the genie. Like they just really played the genie so much better there will smith i feel like was trying to be his version of robin williams which is just like don't even try dude like you need it to go a different direction you know who one of my favorite characters on the the remake was who? was jasmine's hand handmaiden yes from snl yes! yes she her her affinity for the their whole back and forth with the genie Karen so Will Smith made me so happy. I don't know what it was about it, but I kind of cared about if, if we're talking about old Jasmine and Aladdin, new Jasmine and Aladdin, <laughs> or G, the new genie and this handmaiden. I was more emotionally invested in their relationship than any of the other two versions of Aladdin and Jasmine. Well, especially the reveal that, you know, he's telling the story to their yeah. kids, you know, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, um, but just, yeah, I, I, I do, we do have to mention like the music here. Um, you know, we've br- brought up quite a lot, uh, Howard Ashman and Alan Minken. You know, this was the project they wanted to do at Disney all along, mm-hmm. um, even prior to Little Mermaid, prior to Beauty and the Beast. Um, they were supposed to do this before Beauty and the Beast, but Disney uh, kind of pushed uh, Beauty and the Beast a little bit harder. And so I kind of, this watching of of Aladdin just kind of left with this, you know, Howard Ashman only was a part of just a few of the songs and wasn't um, there to see it to the end. Like, what would have this been like if it would have had Howard Ashman's fingerprints all across it? I mean, I don't, the, the music is great. Sure. It's incredible. All this I don't I'm trying to think of any song that I don't love. That's the other hard part of this is like the story had its problem like didn't care about the the main central point of it, but the <laughs> music was another huge part of why I loved this film and why you can think of it right now and just break into song think about a whole new world. No, I mean it's it's stirring, it's fun. I love the opening number of of, of Street Rat. Oh yes, and then the the telling of the tale. Yeah. Um I love the the you know me, I love a good reprise. How many time have I brought up the reprise? A lot. Um a lot. Way way too much, <laughs> honestly, if we're if we're honest. No, that um uh, so if you watch the documentary called Howard on Disney Plus, he talks a lot about like how he took the Broadway musical into Disney animation. And he talks about how the titular character needs to have the I want song. Like, how do they describe their motivation, what they're doing? And in this, 
I, it's such a brilliant move that it's a reprise of Street Rat. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he's really, it's kind of the same lyrics. There's just a few kind of changes here and there, but it's just the tone and, and oh, the, yes. the shift in the melody that it goes from just this fun opening kind of number to, oh, wow, no, this is really his I want song. This is how it's describing his emotion. I'm just like, this is genius. This is such a brilliant move. I, I love that so much. My wife reminded me that there is actually a hidden song that they removed <laughs> from the film uh, when she opens up the menagerie and all of the birds fly out and then it cuts directly to something else. I didn't notice that there was another song in there. And I think they brought it back for the stage production. Is that correct? You're right. Yep. Yep, they did. They did. Um, the other thing that is interesting about the music is this is one of the few Disney movies that the villain doesn't have their own song. That's right. Um, and so what is fun about this is Jonathan Freeman, who was the actor to voice Jafar in the animated feature, was the one to... Um, create the character on Broadway when the Broadway play opened. So, oh, interesting. The only guy to do both in both mediums for a Disney animated then Broadway play. And so he has a, a song in the Broadway musical. Um, so he kind of rectifies that. And he's a, the voice acting is brilliant. Oh, and so and even stage acting like Jafar is a wonderful kind of over the top villain. And Jonathan Freeman does a, a, a wonderful job with that. And that's what makes me sad about the new one because they're yes, Jafar yes. in the Jafar in the new one, not any, any, not on the it's same flat. planet. It's just flat. as the original. And I, it, the moment you see him in any of the trailers, you're like, this isn't going to work. This is not the right. This is not the right pick. You need to recast this. I felt like they in the remake they tried to make him more realistic. I don't want realistic. Yeah, exactly. Like I need an over the I need top more gravitas. crazy villain. Yeah, yeah. But they did the same thing with Lion King. Their voice actor for the Lion King um, for Scar. Nope. Why need? I, I need Jeremy Irons. <laughs> I need something in that level. <laughs> we we will cover this once we get to the Lion King. But I refuse to watch the live Lion King. Oh, you just, you just, I you, you aren't missing anything. It's I haven't seen it. I don't want to see it. That have which dead is crazy. Eyes. <laughs> I love John Favreau, but no, sorry, that was, was just in, a bridge. Too some far. incredible CGI, but their eyes were just soulless beings. They're supposed to be crying, in the, and they're just like looking into nothing. It took me a couple of years to watch um, the Beauty and the Beast. Uh, live action remake and I watched it once and haven't watched it since but the Aladdin one so interesting enough I've not been a fan of the remake ones um Most but of them have been trash um last summer I had a crazy crazy summer for work and there was going to be about a 3 week stretch where I wasn't going to see my wife or kids I was just going to be pretty much working 24/7 for about three weeks. And so um, my wife and I were like, okay, we're going to have a date day. We're just going to go have some fun. And we love going to the movies. And that happened to be the weekend that Aladdin came out and there was like nothing else in the theaters. 
And so we're like, okay, we'll go see Aladdin. You know, it's the only one. We're just having a, a date day. And we both walked away going, wow, that was that was enjoyable. That was fun. It makes me wonder if the rest of the situation around that day sure. gave you some like 10%, 15% more rose colored eyes to, but to that film. Because I don't know that I... I I've I gone it back and rewatched re- it. Okay. And, and had a similar, like a more critical eye on it. And I think the thing is it, I don't know, it, it made the main characters a little bit better for me, which helps the, the whole movie. Um, it ruined I Jafar I I agree. and it ruined Genie though. I think it ruined both those people. I, I don't, I don't, I did not care for the Aladdin character very much at all. He felt way too polished and too teeth were so white <laughs> like they were just like just like it's distracting how perfect this person this human being looks like i'm just like this isn't this isn't this isn't a great a great moment right now um and because we'll never uh we, we aren't going to be talking about the new one on its own podcast because it's outside right. of our 1988 to 2005 range that we've kind of limited ourselves to just for sheer to do and to get this thing done uh her song, her one-off song that was like a different, her own. Shameless? Shameless. Oh, no. Just not interested. Are you kidding me? Just not interested. Not it's interested the, at all. It's the guys behind Dear Evan Hansen and The Greatest Showman. and Then I expected more of them then because it was not good. It They're was, the guys that wrote the bad. music for La La Land. I don't care what their resume is. It wasn't good. I liked it. It wasn't. I've never thought. Until now, I haven't thought about that song other than with just like, we don't need this. We don't need I this. liked it. I, I thought it, it made her character a little bit more palatable. So, Eddie, are we at the point where we need to actually give this thing a rating or you got any other? I do have one last thing. So, yes. I, we watched Aladdin as a family and we're about, I don't know, two thirds of the way through. And Lewis just looks at me and he's like, Daddy, we no watch this no more. So he wasn't feeling it. He was not feeling it at all. And I was like, no, buddy, let's finish it. And he's like, no, we watched Mickey Mouse Christmas. Mickey Mouse Christmas. He loves the Mickey Mouse Christmas. Oh, movies, we've been watching the them on repeat. We've um, been watching them on repeat. Yeah, no, catch. But yeah, he didn't my son, like My it. son wasn't really that much into this very much. I was trying to play it up a little bit, but he was he was okay with it. Yeah. So, so what, what, what rating are we going to give? Give this. I think I think I've got I think I've got mine nailed down. It's hard when you've got so many of the good things about this yeah. that are just on another planet from the music to genie to yes. um the adventure of it, all of the minor all the different characters, the the good feelings, nostalgia. I can't give this less than a four, but I but those that main storyline and the and the main two, I just I can't give it more than that so we're we're coming at four for me oh this is hard i know it's hard i think i'm gonna have to be more like a i'll say a three and a half okay fruit snacks bit off that that half less okay yeah i like i said i you think you hated jasmine that much wow that's i a, think that's a lot of vitriol for an no, but character. you you nailed it. The you've got Aladdin and Jasmine. That's your main storyline, and I just don't 
care about that storyline. I care more about the genie storyline, the Jafar storyline more like I'm more intrigued about those. Um, And yeah, and if either of those, like I think Jafar is one of the strongest Disney villains. I think genie is the best animated character Disney's ever put out there. But he steals every, he takes every moment. Every moment. When he's on screen, I'm watching him. I don't care about what the what the rest of them. Are. And if the name of this movie was Genie, boom, like we'd be like <laughs> five gummy worms thrown up there on Mount Rushmore for '90s Disney movies. But yeah, it's not. So I, I just, I gotta. Say oh, we miss, we miss talking about the Cave of Wonders. That okay. was definitely having that right, kind of up near the front of this movie. Just when we go into the cave, like every one of us would want to dive right into that cave and just like. Look around. It'd be so hard to not um, to not touch something in 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 that in that place. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of uh, they've got slightly a little bit like ten percent better at some of the CGI stuff about the as he's riding the carpet and stuff. I I, I didn't want to miss talking about how amazing that cave of wonders is. And also one random note: how does the carpet not count as something he touched? in the cave of wonders that's a minor a minor thing how did that not set everything off well he's not supposed to touch any treasure but he did he says touch nothing but the lamp i remember because he said it several times true 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 i don't know plot i hole. think plot hole plot, plot hole. hole um it's gonna lose uh, a half and it's gonna lose a quarter it's gonna lose <laughs> a quarter gummy gummy uh gummy worm gummy snack whatever Rating. So, speaking of the the magic carpet, two things. One, there's this whole theory that you can watch on YouTube if you ever want to go down that rabbit hole of like how the I'm whole years. the whole Disney universe revolves around the carpet and how <laughs> he's like, of course, <clears throat> I need to look that up right after this. But for sure, the carpet is like in every Disney animated movie since Aladdin. And oh. I think I think they even snuck it into Beauty and the Beast because they were developing it while they were finishing Beauty and the Beast. Like he makes a cameo in every Disney movie in one Ooh, way or another. I have to go look back at that. I love these. Everything revolves around the carrot. <laughs> like those little, those little. Um, the, the Pixar theory the, theories, movies. Theories. The Pixar theory movie. Oh, man. It's we'll talk good, about the Pixar theory next week because they uh, they definitely are doing some fan service to that. Ooh, Ooh. I'm, I, I'm now intrigued, and I run this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any well, parent, any parenting tips that you picked up from from watching this? Yeah, uh, two year old is uh, maybe too soon to watch this movie. <laughs> And uh, Lewis made that known. Yep, I'm done. I'm done, Dada. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm done watching it. I think there's some good notes about uh, suffocating your your kids, like with too much parental control when they are pretty much grown adults. At that, at that, uh, as Jasmine is, I think there's some good notes about that. Um, Which we we kind of have left out the, I don't know. She has a pet tiger. We just look past it. Like, why? Why does a dad, you know? Yeah. Your care. You, you like you <laughs> suffocate her with protection. But here, here's a man eating lion. That's it makes me 
It makes me wonder, or not lion, tiger, right? Does this mean Jasmine is the tiger princess? Not the tiger king. The, the tiger, tiger queen. The tiger queen. Princess. Well, she's a princess, so tiger. The princess, sorry. Yes. Tiger, tiger princess. Um, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> these, these are the random things that I think of as I watch a movie. Yeah, I, I think that I think there's some good there's some good um, themes in here talking about um, giving giving your kids some freedom, uh, not holding them back with everything you have. Um, but I think there's also things like uh, the 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 majority of all, I know I said I didn't really care for his as much, uh, mostly because he then goes on and just like once they find the genie, then he just stops caring about it. But the whole idea of um, uh, your worth, what you what you really are inside, who you really are, not putting on masks and stuff like that. I think there's a lot of good themes inside of inside of um, especially inside of most of his songs are all about that. For sure, for sure, yeah. Well, do we have a question for our listeners this week? A way for them to give us their insight to Aladdin. I know. Here, here's a poll question. Which would you rather have if you had to pick one or the other? The magic carpet or the magic lamp? Oh, Eddie. This if you if you only had one, magic carpet, magic lamp, what would it be? I honestly And you only I, get three wishes and it's done. Yes. The lamp you get forever. It's no, the as, carpet. The loyal, carpet you get forever. Yeah. You get it's as loyal as a dog. It's it's basically a puppy, which is a great way that they kind of made it feel like a puppy. I'll answer. I'll give you my answer if you're asking. I am asking. I'd pick the carpet. I'm okay. What would you pick? Probably still the lamp. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'd pick the carpet. Probably still picking picking the lamp because there's a lot of things that would be really, really good to have. All the adventures you could have. I could have a lot. I could get a giant eagle. With one of my wishes, and then I can go wherever I want to. <laughs> the giant eagle from the Gi- rescuers down under. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were going to say from Lord of the Rings. Well, that too. You know, that too. I could the, just. The eagles are coming. The, the eagles, eagles are, are coming. coming. Oh, gosh. Well, that is all we have for this episode of Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, go on to our website at honeywemade.com slash movies and you can see all the movies that we've done um, so you can listen to all all of them over there. You can also see the ones that are going to be coming up. And Eddie, what is next week's <gasps> going to be? This is perfect. We have a special episode for the week of Christmas. We will be reviewing The Muppet Christmas Carol. And this was a happy accident. Mm-hmm. We did not plan this out. We just looked up and said, you know, if we... Why are we, we telling time, people that? We should make it sound like we know what we're doing. Guys, we master planned this thing <laughs> years ago. I love the years, shift to the arm up. Years ago, we, we, we put this into our brains, into yes. our calculators and figured this out. <laughs> but no, we're going to do Muppet Christmas Carol next week. So please stay tuned and... We're going to continue talking about all the crazy things that Disney has gifted us this holiday season and a gift to you, our listeners. So thank you so much for listening. 